0: All right, welcome back to That Damn Sports Podcast. Um, we got a great episode in store for you this week. Um going to break down our predictions for and talk about what's already happened um, in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals between the Denver Nuggets and Los Angeles Lakers and Miami Heat and Boston Celtics, um, as well as start our... NFL tier list and our Breakdown each division one by one We're going to start breaking down divisions um, each episode So we'll start this episode with the AFC West um, And give our And start a running tier list of Where we see each team um, Heading into the 2023 NFL season So a lot in store for this episode I think you're going to enjoy it a lot Um, So with that being said, welcome back to that Dance Sports Podcast Play the damn song (laughs) So we're going to get right into the NBA side of things um, because a lot has gone on from, and one thing I didn't even mention in the intro was uh, the Wimbanyama number one overall pick uh, for the Spurs. We'll get into that at some point for a little bit. Uh, But to start, you know, since we last recorded, our Eastern and Western Conference Finals are set. We have um, the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics out of the East, the Lakers and the Nuggets out of the West. Um, So we're going to cover it like that. We're going to start in the East and move away to the West. Um, So yeah, Miami takes game one um, in the series that, You know, ESPN Analytics had us at a 3% chance to advance. Um, Big underdog in Vegas and all the above, which Miami, fun fact, has been an underdog in every game this postseason. Um, But, you know, it all came together. Um, Jimmy Butler did his thing with 35. Bam had 20-plus. And then the key thing, Mike, I don't even know if you realize this, four players from Miami finished with 15 points. Um, Caleb Martin. Uh,
1: Hold on, hold on. I'm out. The fact that you said it, I you don't think I realized this we were on the phone and I said dude <laughs> like four guys went off for like fifteen each so let, yeah let, actually you did you did let's, you did. No, let's you did. not paint the narrative that I didn't know about what was going on no it I wasn't the game I, give
0: I me wasn't, a break here I wasn't saying it as a direct thing towards you I was saying these aren't household names so whatever my apologies you did say that I recall thank you,
1: thank you. I just wanted to put that out there but go ahead.
0: Anyway, Max Drews has 15, Caleb Martin has 15, Kyle Lowry has 15, um, and um, did I say Gabe Vincent already? I don't think I said Gabe. It was Caleb, Max, Kyle, and Gabe all had 15. Um, Great team performance from Miami. And then you look at the other side with Boston, um, led for three quarters. Um, Third quarter, Miami went off for 45 points. But in the interesting fact, in the second half, Tatum only shot the ball four times, coming off a 50-point Game 7 closeout. So, Mikey, let me ask you this are you more concerned with the celtics or more impressed with the heat after this game one performance it,
1: that that's tough because if this was if this was like their first playoff series like well, let's say this wasn't the finals i'd be i would say the heat but they've they've done this already you know what i mean like they've shown that they're 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 that this, they're this good that they're not a typical 8 seed so i'm not going to sit here and say i'm shocked that miami won I'm just Jason Tatum shooting the ball four times, especially after his terrible performance in, in, in the last game, game seven, and then and then went off in the fourth quarter. I thought that was going to kind of push him to to be the playmaker that he typically is. Jalen Brown didn't shoot the ball very well. I think he went nine for 20, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Jalen Brown didn't play that well. Marcus Smart didn't play that well. But it's tricky here because that's what we've seen from the Celtics every single series is that they're hit or miss. And we've seen that Miami tends to take, the first game and this is their trajectory so i'm not surprised by either team if i'm being completely honest i I, i'm not surprised at all i can see the celtics going off and, and playing really well and i can see miami struggling and i can see vice versa at this point i think it's going to come down to who's going to be more consistent and i would i would bet miami is going to be more consistent because they've proven it and that's the thing with the celtics is they're the more talented team i don't think anyone's going to argue that they got the better players Be outside of Jimmy Butler, and I I know I know Bam's a really good player, but you know you got Jalen Brown, you got Marcus Smart, and you obviously got Jason Tatum, but they're just not consistent. So I I would take the consistent team here, especially Jimmy, especially what he's doing. I mean, in Game One, I mean, it just felt like everything was going for him. I mean, every shot. I mean that that three point shot that that hit the rim and then and then bounced off. I mean, come on, how many how many times does someone shoot that and you see it hit the rim and it bounces straight up and goes in? So. I'm not surprised by either team because they've they've shown they've shown this in the in the series they've played so far. And that's why I would I'm leaning towards the heat, even though they're the less talented team, just because they're more consistent.
0: So I don't even know if you realize you did this. Um I was literally just an hour ago before this watching um Jay Williams talk about tonight's game, and he said almost the exact same thing as you. Um, in the sense of we never have to question Boston's talent, okay. And like I said, I'm not gonna make this as my own. But we never have to question anybody. It, it's, it's accurate. You never have to challenge uh, question Boston's talent. There's no no question there. But this goes back to, I mean, last year in the finals, the year before that, Boston. It's 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 the consistency that that concerns you, um, because the talent gap. If you okay, let's be honest, and that's why the analytics, you know, in Miami is using as a rally cry. But honestly, I don't blame them because. ESPN's analytics basically is a computer. It's not thinking about the hustle of the heat or heat culture or anything like that. It's looking at – I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead. It's just looking at the people on paper. So when you look at the talent level for the Celtics and you look at the players on paper against Miami, it should be to a computer at least. It should be a no-brainer. But the consistency side of things is things that people aren't taking into account. And I think the Celtics – because if you remember my original question, I wasn't really asking who you were shocked by. If you were more concerned for Boston or more impressed by Miami – you know, I am I impressed in Miami as a whole as an eight seed to be where they are right now and to have taken game one of the East Card finals. Absolutely. I'm impressed, but I'm more concerned with Boston because with Miami, you know what you're going to get. And that, that game one is what we've seen all playoffs. We saw it against Milwaukee. We saw it against the Knicks. So I'm not really impressed by it because Miami has won, beat Milwaukee on the road in game one, beat New York on the road in game one, beat Boston in game. One. So I'm not, I'm not surprised by it. And I am, and I'm not And I am impressed, but I'm not as impressed as I am concerned for Boston. And do I think, and at the end of the day, I'm a Heat fan, diehard. But I do, at the end of the day, I still believe, if me being just the unbiased sports analyst, I think the Celtics win this series in six or seven. But I look over in the West, and this is why I'd say I'm more concerned for Boston. At some point, this inconsistent play is going to catch up to you. It caught up to you in the finals last year, and it's going to catch up to you again against a team like, for instance, the Denver Nuggets. They will capitalize on this. So I am more concerned for Boston in the long haul, but I will say this, and we and I went ahead and said that I think Boston's gonna win tonight. If Miami takes game two, then it might not even get to the point of the finals because Miami is not your typical team. They're gonna smell blood in the water and they are going to pounce on it. So I am more concerned for Boston, not just in this series, but if they are to advance, because if they can if they say this inconsistent, either the Lakers or the Nuggets are going to capitalize it if the Heat don't even capitalize it already.
1: And and I will say this: I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up the hustle and and just the effort by the Boston Celtics. And I forgot who I was watching, but I, I was watching. It might have been Colin Coward or someone, someone like that. You watched the Boston Celtics when when the Heat would get a rebound and, and they would have maybe a fast break. I watched it. Exactly.
0: I know exactly who you're talking about. It was um it was Jay Williams. Oh, okay, so, yeah. so we
1: watched the same thing. So so that's good. Just everyone's head is down. I mean, you see Marcus Smart not running. You see Jason Tatum barely running you had three guys jogging against i think it was jimmy butler who had the fast break it it was two heat players down there running three boston players the heat are sprinting boston's running and then you got al horford and i forget who else who were just literally sitting on miami side not doing anything not playing defense and and not hustling and it sounds so cliche to say i mean it sounds cliche to be like okay well miami heat they 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 work hard they just they play harder they want it more and that's why they're going to win Dude, that is why they're going to win. If you're yeah, going sure. to be not, if you're not going to be playing defense, you're not going to try in the fast breaks. I don't care who you have. We obviously seen Jason Tatum can't consistently put up the points he does. So how do you get over that? You play defense. You you try. You work hard. But they don't do that. So when Jason Tatum's inconsistent or Jalen Brown's is consi- is inconsistent, the same with Marcus Smart. And then on top of that, your your demeanor is just, oh, just good job on this fast fast break. I hope Miami just takes it in five because that that is just pitiful. You're in the finals and and you're not playing defense and you're not trying. It it, it doesn't sit well with me, and so that's why I, I'm more. I would agree with you. I'm more concerned with Boston, and that's why I, I would I would want the Heat to win. Even though you're a Miami Heat fan and 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 you're over there and game one and you're just so happy about you winning. You you finally got something going right in your life. Hopefully you they <laughs> don't screw it up. Because you know your other Miami teams aren't so hot right now. Okay,
0: first of all, the Dolphins are on the high trajectory. But anyway, um, no, your point to the hustle stuff is so true. Because seriously, that's how they're going to win. That's and that's how the Heat have won. Because look at look at the teams we've gone through. The talent pool is better. I mean, look at Miami on on paper. Okay, so your number one guy's Jimmy, and he has established himself. I think now, finally, after it took three, four years for people to realize it. But he's finally established so He's a top 10 player in the NBA, and it's not even close. Okay. But then you look at the number two option. You have Bam Adebayo, who is a – and his – people give are so critical of him, and they don't appreciate Bam. Bam's – and you look at – listen, any analyst, and they'll, they'll tell you say the same thing I'm saying. His impact on the defensive side of the ball is – it doesn't pop up in the box score. He can guard one to five. He can switch everything. He is crucial to defense. And that's why Jimmy says he's, he's the engine that gets us going. But he's not an offensive guy. So, and you look at everyone else; they got offensive-oriented superstars. That's not Bam. Uh, then you? third
1: Bam, Bam did. Bam did. I mean, I was watching the game, dude, and Bam was knocking down mid-range shots. Oh, uh, when we're when he's aggressive, it, it, it was lights out. I was like, I, I was watching Bam, and and if, I guess I finally click with me because you, you always talk high on Bam, and you're like, dude, Bam this, Bam that, and just for me, like, especially in in the New York series and, and the Milwaukee series, you know, he he did he did he did well against Milwaukee, but against New York, I didn't really see it as much. And I was like, I mean, Bam's good on the defensive side. Like, he can he can get to the rim and he can rebound, but I just don't see flashes of good offensive play with him consistently. And that game one, dude. I mean, it looked – I mean, Bam was knocking down shots with ease. Like, there, there was a play where he got the ball, ran up mid-range, and just pulled up like it was nothing. And I was like, dude, if Bam can continue to do that uh-huh. on top of what Jimmy Butler consistently does and gave Vincent it. and Struz. I mean – Dude, these guys are playing lights out. I mean, well, and
0: I'm gonna and I'm gonna get to to why they're playing lights out in a second before we move on. But I will say this about Bam. When he's aggressive, we're a completely different team. It's just Bam feels out what he needs, what they need from him. And keep in mind, like, yes, he wasn't as productive against New York or whatever, even though they do have Mitchell Robinson, who is, you know, a, a huge, lengthy center. But anyway. He did this against Robert Williams and Al Horford, two of the best defenders in basketball. So yeah. Bam is, can do it. It's just we need Bam to be more consistent with it. But anyway, that's your number two. Your number three is Tyler Hero, who is not played. Your third best player, and after that, you you don't really know who the best. Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent, Max Strusik, just it, they're all about even. So you're not gonna when you look at the Boston roster with T- Brown, Tatum, Smart, Horford, Brogdon, all these people, the only way they're gonna win is by what you said: those hustle plays and 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 really, you know. Grinding out each possession and they don't let anything phase them. But to your point of Struess and Vincent, can we just for one? And I've seen it all over social media, can we for one just give Eric Spolstra his credit as a coach? And if anyone wants to try to say he is the only argument I will listen to is someone telling me Greg Popovich is a better coach. Mine is Greg Popovich. I don't, I don't care. You can't say, I don't care who you put in front of me. I'm still going to say Eric Spolstra is the best coach in basketball. He gets the most out of each one of his players. Tim Legler made a great point. He said, you know, a lot of coaches hone in on what players can't do and eric spolstra looks at his players and looks at what they can do and what their strengths are and game plans for their strengths into where their weaknesses are not seen as much because yeah. that is that builds confidence and that's what a great coach does and that's why these guys that people are saying are role players or no names are playing so effectively because they're only being asked to do what their strengths are and their weaknesses are being minimized
1: and just just to your point, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do I think I remember correctly, I was talking about Gabe Vincent. You said he was he was with the Hornets, Fright and got cut. And then no, that was
0: Caleb. Up. That was that was Caleb Martin. But yeah
1: Caleb Martin. Okay. But anyway. Did, did anyone I'm gonna be completely honest? I had no idea who the hell Gabe Vincent was till this playoffs, did you? I mean you're you, oh, oh, yeah, you, yeah. you were a huge <laughs> fan, but
0: he fans Gabe Vincent Caleb Martin and Max Drews. But yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: But it just seems to me like you know, Gabe Vincent, I mean, God, every time I watch him, it seems like he's throwing up a crazy shot, and that's his game. I mean, he he's a three point shooter, and he doesn't try to do more, and it's blatantly obvious. Same thing with Struz. They exactly to your point is this team plays to their strengths so incredibly well that their weaknesses, like they, they don't give a team a chance to exploit their weaknesses because they play to their strengths, and they don't allow teams to do it. And and that's on coaching. That's not on. I mean, it obviously has a lot to do with the player as well, but that is on coaching. Uh-huh.
0: Well, and, and that's 110%. the thing. Look, and and this thing is going to be kind of sad. Is Struess and Vincent, you know, their contracts expire and Miami might have to cut the cap to keep both of them. And I, it's sad thing is they're probably going to go to another franchise and not be nearly the player they are in Miami.
1: Dude, I, I agree. I think, if, I think if you put Gabe Vincent on, on a different team, he's not what he was. I mean, he's still probably a good role player, a good player right. that comes off the bench, but he wouldn't be anything like he was with the heat. I would it's 110% all, agree. It's,
0: it's a perfect storm right now, too, because all confidence. He's a coach who is going to game plan to improve your confidence. And then you have a superstar like Jimmy Butler, who is very vocal in the sense of he doesn't have to score 30, 40 points a night. Yeah. Jimmy will find those guys. And Jimmy preaches all the time. I watch every post game interview all season. He preaches all the time about he wants to get his guys shooting. He he will never, he wants his role players to shoot more than he does. He wants them to score more than he does because that builds that confidence. And he knows you're going to need everyone. And it's paying off now um, because now you got guys like Caleb, you know, Max Strews, um Gabe Vincent playing, out of their minds when it matters most. And that's because, you know, Jimmy and coach Spo have done that and more, you know, Miami could lose the series. And I still think they will, if I'm being honest, but hats off to the heat. And I think we finally, finally have earned the respect we've, we've been craving for four years, but before we move on to the West, um, real quickly, what do you, uh, and we'll just give me your quick, who wins the series and in how many Boston, Miami,
1: Miami and seven.
0: Yeah, it pains me. It pains me to say this, and I'm gonna say Boston in seven. Um, I think it, Boston never loses. You're like, going Boston. against your own team, dude. I don't want to. I'm just trying to be unbiased and honest here. I mean, and,
1: dude, re- respect. I, I mean, I get it, but
0: damn. And I, I respect you for picking Miami. And but I just I, know, I think Miami will will lose this one. I think we'll split. It'll be two two going back to Boston. I think they win. We win. <laughs> uh, we win in Boston. They win in Miami because that's what they always do and what we always do. And then. Boston never loses a game seven at home. It just never happens. So
1: I will say this, and I did, I'll end it on this. Better coaching, better better chemistry, better team players, better hustle. And it sounds cliche, but I'm taking that all all day over fucking Mike, town. And all Mikey, day.
0: I have never wanted one of your predictions to be right more right all day. I, I, I they're they're right.
1: gonna take it they're gonna take it at seven.
0: I hope you're right, man. Um uh, but then we're gonna go to the West. And this is where it's a little dicey because you know I I we we the reason we prolonged recording is we wanted to record before the series started and we thought well if it's one or two games and it'll be one one we can still do it. Well, the Nuggets still wrenching that, and so now we got to cover it like like it is. And the Nuggets are up two zero on the Lakers. I'm going back to L A where L A has not lost a playoff game. What's weird about the series is both games were close. you know, the Jokic went off in game one and the Lakers has stormed back, um, but still lost. And then last night, the Lakers seemed like they controlled most of the game until an unbelievable fourth quarter from Jamal Murray to where it looked like he couldn't miss. Um, and it was still a relatively close game. Some errors by LeBron at the end, rare errors cost him. But, you know, LA is undefeated at home, and they do have they still have LeBron James. Um now they are down two oh, but you know. I personally don't see Denver blowing this. I think Denver will steal one in L.A., and they're going to go back to Denver up 3-1. But I'm curious your opinion here. Is this series over? Oh,
1: man, I, I've been going back and forth with it because what Denver did game one, um, I I was more impressed with L.A. I was more impressed that L.A. was able to come back and make the adjustments and made it a three-point game, I think, with like two minutes left. So I So I was going into game two, Thinking, dude, LA. I mean, obviously they they rotated their they rotated their starters. Austin Reeves was starting now. I was like, I I think LA has a chance to win this. And for the majority of it, they they looked really good. I think going into Game Three, I think LA takes it, especially because it's in LA. They're 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 slowly figuring out Denver, and we've seen over the past two games. It it's so I don't want to say it's a good loss. I think Game One, if I had to ever say it was a good loss, was that because I really was convinced that. Okay, now they're adjusting. They figured out how they're going to play Jokic. They figured out how they're going to play Jamal Murray. And for three quarters of game two, they did. I mean, Jokic, did, Jokic got what he got, and you can't stop Jokic from getting a 20-piece, but he wasn't as dominant as he was game one. And to your point, Jamal Murray just had an outstanding fourth quarter. Do I think he's going to do that again, maybe in game five or game six? So I, I don't think it's over. I think L.A. takes these two games because I think – even though they were close games, LA did play fairly well. And AD didn't have a dominant game in the in game two. So I don't think it's over. But I wouldn't pick see that stuff. I wouldn't pick LA to win just because I think Denver has more depth. You know, you got LeBron and AD, but we've seen, I mean, and not to disrespect LeBron, but he's not what he used to be. He's still a very phenomenal player, but he's not what he used to be. And Anthony Davis is is kind of inconsistent. He's been doing very well, but I would, I would bet Denver wins. I think this still goes to seven, but it's not over. For the sole fact of what I've seen from L.A., they're able to make adjustments. They were away. They still played well. And Jamal Murray kind of kind of put the dagger in them in the fourth quarter. So I don't think it's, it's, it's over. I think they'd take two. I don't think Denver takes one, but it still goes to seven. I would take Denver.
0: So I want to take credit. I told you guys in the last episode that Denver was real, and it was because of the very point you made was their depth. They are so deep. They are so well coached, and Jokic does a great job of getting everyone involved. Uh, Jokic is—I mean, people want to look at the big numbers, but he does a great job of of facilitating that offense. I mean, it's 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 really remarkable what he's what he's able to do as a center of all things. But I'll tell you why I think it is over, and I think the series is over in five. I think it 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 will five games. Yep. I think it'll are be you, are three, you forgetting
1: who's on the other. Okay. Before you, no, no no, to no, me, no, 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 okay, no, no. no I have you're, great. you're right. You, you let me speak. You let me speak. So I'm going to let you, but I, I think that's blasphemy.
0: I have a great point. I have a great point. So you said, so I think it'll be three-one leaving LA and I think Denver closes it out and Denver at home. Now, this is why. And the sole fact is it has nothing to do with LeBron James. LeBron James is going to give you greatness, probably. He's going to give you his best performances. Probably They're going to probably win game three, and LeBron's going to have his time machine performance where he goes back and plays like old LeBron. But here's the thing. This series is, is over because of Anthony Davis. I've seen it for two series, and I've seen it in game one and game two. If he does not play well, they don't have a chance of winning, no matter how well LeBron plays. They have no chance. And I've seen it. You fool me once, whatever, fool me twice. No, not happening. It has happened two series in a row and it started already. He cannot play consistent. He, can't, he just can't do it. And if he's not going to play consistent, this series is over. It's over because I understand LeBron's on the other side, but without Anthony Davis, his team cannot beat the Denver Nuggets. They cannot do it. And he has not proven to me that he can play consistently once in this playoffs. Not one time has he proven it. So we were talking, I remember a few episodes back about injuries. Now it's just consistency. He yeah. cannot play consistently. And if and why would I, as a guy who's trying to be give my honest take, I just picked against my Miami Heat. Why would I sit here and look at a guy who hasn't played consistently, 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 not two times in a row, once this playoffs, and think he's going to start to do it now and beat the Denver Nuggets when they're down 0-2. I would be an idiot to do that. So I'm saying there's no way it's over. Maybe six, maybe six, but no way this gets to seven because A D no, cannot play consistently.
1: Well, I think, I mean, I, I do agree to a certain extent because I did bring up A.D.'s consistency, but I mean, he, he dropped 38 in Denver, 38 in Denver, and um, he had a phenomenal game. He's going to do that in L.A. He's he's going to have two really good games. Back to he back, because he had 38. He, he
0: had 38 and then didn't in game two. So why would I think he's going to do I, it again? He hasn't it. done it I I, I
1: I understand they, they, cha- they changed their, their rotation. They changed their adjustments. Who was starting there? I don't know. Jokic had a better defensive game. I don't know okay but my thing is he dropped 38 and they were down he's gonna be a home game three he's gonna be home game four I'm willing to bet that ad and LeBron both of them put on a show for game three and then ad you might not he might not put up 40 piece or a 30 piece but he's still going to have a very good game game four and the other pieces around the La Lakers In will it. be able to put up points to beat the Denver Nuggets I I'm not going to say that it's it's crazy to think because it's it's not that Denver's going to steal one because it, it's not, but I, I I wouldn't count against LA taking this two to two going back to Denver dropping that and then going to six. I mean, if they lose in six, I mean, whatever. But if they, I really do think it goes to seven. I get eighties consistency, but we got to think LeBron's on the other side too. Okay, he's not the same LeBron, but when he's got to give you performance, he absolutely will. So that's why I'm saying it. It's not over. You saying it's out in five games, I think, is is kind of a sh- uh, like, I don't know. It's a disrespect to LeBron and AD. I get, I get that they've been inconsistent, but come on, these were these two players are one of the best players. Two players. But in the see,
0: NBA. Mikey, it's not crazy to think that they will they will win two in LA. Okay, that's fair. That's not crazy to say because they're undefeated at home. But here's the thing: I'm looking at what I've seen all all playoffs. He has not put together two great games in a row. He has to do that to beat this Denver team. he hasn't done it yet. And we gave him leeway before because he would play bad. Then LeBron would step up or whatever, or someone or Lonnie Walker would step in and save the day off the bench. And they would save a game and it would be one, one this series one, one I'm probably not thinking that. Cause then I'm like, okay, 80 is going to at least give you something, in, in three or four. So then you're at least going to go back to two, but now you're down o2 one game from AD. Why would I think when I haven't seen it all playoffs that he's going to give me two great games in three and four, because he has to have a good game for them to beat the Denver Nuggets because yes, LeBron can do LeBron, but the, the pieces around LeBron are not the same pieces that the Denver Nuggets have. The Nuggets have Jokic. Who's going to, he is as consistent as they come. Yeah. Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter. Jamal Murray is not as
1: consistent. But here's the thing: you're sitting here saying AD.
0: Okay, Jamal okay. said two
1: good games. Jamal Murray is inconsistent too. Okay, that's so fine. You're forgetting the other, other, other side of the ball because I get they got Jokic. Yeah. Same with Michael Porter Junior. Michael Porter Junior. How many times have he actually blocked a shot before in a game? In game one, he had three block shots. That doesn't happen. He's not done that in a series at all. So you want to sit here and say AD can be inconsistent. LeBron can be inconsistent. I can look at the same side and say, is going to get his. I get that. Jamal Murray can be inconsistent. Michael Porter Jr. can be inconsistent. So it goes goes both ways. I'm willing to bet bet that AD and LeBron are going to be more consistent than Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr.
0: got to let me finish my point, though, because AD can't afford to be inconsistent. Jamal Murray can because of the other pieces around them. You have I, I don't Jokic, know about that Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown. Aaron um, Gordon's inconsistent too. But see, you're okay. Look at okay. Let's just use math here, Mikey. You're not gonna if Jokic has a good game. You're very rarely are you gonna have Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown. Every Mike Kattavis called Don't throw him Bruce Brown them, like
1: that. He had he had one good game. Come all on. All of
0: them play bad. Come in the, on, the LA side.
1: You, the, got the, the, the you just slid in, Bruce?
0: Oh, come on. I'm just saying. They're deeper. They're deeper than the Lakers. So Jamal Murray can have an inconsistent game, but even Jamal Murray inconsistent is still putting up good numbers. Eighties inconsistent is freaking awful. Okay,
1: but to my point, to my point, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Whatever they had phenomenal games. Game one phenomenal, but when they're consistent, when they're consistent and not putting up what they did in game one. It's not anything besides Jamal Murray, but Michael Porter Jr. And, and everybody else around them. It's not anything crazy. It's not anything, oh, my God, they're going off. It's, yeah, Gordon and and Michael Porter Jr., they had, a, they had a good game. But Anthony Davis and LeBron, when they're consistent, put up more points than them. And then when they have a phenomenal game, it is by far way better than Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. and those guys. So what I'm saying is, yeah, AD's got to be consistent. I am not arguing. consistency is a higher ceiling than those guys.
0: So, I'm not. I am not arguing that if LeBron and AD have a good game, they're going to win. I am saying I have not seen, and this is, you can go back and look at all the playoff games this postseason. I have not seen AD put two complete games back to back. Why would I expect him to do it now? when I haven't seen all the playoffs against the best team in the West record wise, and they're down o two. He ha- it doesn't matter home or away or not. He hasn't done it in two games consecutively.
1: but you're sitting here acting like AD had a terrible game last night. He didn't.
0: Okay, hold on. Let me let me let me pull stats up because if see, I'm, see that's,
1: that's the thing. He didn't have a terrible game. He still put up. I th- I think he had 20 points if I'm, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I will. I want to say you're wrong, but I'm gonna go ahead and pull up the stats to confirm. I didn't think I needed to pull up stats for this, but I'm going to. Let's go. Because if I'm not mistaken, I thought he shot the ball very. Poorly. I got
1: it. I got it right here. I got it right here. So, Anthony Davis had 18. He went four for 15, one for three, one for four for three,
0: 15, mate.
1: Okay. Granted, he still put up 18 points. That's Anthony Davis playing bad, put up 18 points. Jabal Murray playing bad is like five, 10 points. Aaron Gordon playing bad is like zero points. Michael Porter Jr., when he's playing bad, is zero points. So, to my point, is when Anthony Davis has a bad game, he's still putting up 18 points.
0: Okay. 18, but look, but that's still not good for AD standards. You're Anthony it, Davis. Okay, but my my thing is, if Michael Porter Anthony, put up 16. If, if you're gonna call Anthony Davis
1: inconsistent, you cannot sit here and say Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., all those guys, Aragon are consistent. They so are if more they, consistent if in not,
0: the postseason than Anthony oh Davis. God, that is that is just wrong. No, no it's not. I,
1: there was a, no. If we go back, there was there was a handful of games where Michael Porter did didn't even have a freaking bucket. He had like two points. All right,
0: well, I'm gonna go. Two. I'm gonna go. I'm going to look up the two best players, the second best player on these teams. So I'm going to look up Anthony Davis and Jamal Murray game log, and we're going to find out. Okay, so let's see. I'm going to Jamal Murray right now because I, I would love to argue that Anthony Davis has easily been the most inconsistent player this entire postseason. So Jamal Murray in consecutive games, okay, so starting from last night going down. 37, 31, 26, 19, 28, 32, 10, 34, 35, 19, 18, 40, 24. That's the postseason. His lowest was 10. That was one game. But in the last series, 34, 32, 28, 19, 26. And in game okay, one, Jamal, Jamal, 30, Jamal Murray, I'll,
1: I'll give you that, Jamal Murray. But please, I'm curious to see Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. And Brown, because those those are the guys that.
0: Okay, but is, you're missing my point, though. That uh, we're going. To I, understand, three I understand weeks. your point that's three people to in anthony davis my after anthony davis what do they got that is like that LeBron. you can compare to michael porter nothing
1: did you just say after anthony davis who does the lakers have yes lebron
0: no i'm 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 already i'm not counting lebron i mean michael porter 16 15 10 19 11 21 5 11 8 15 25 18
1: I mean, there was a good amount of fives and and. No 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 no
0: no 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 no. There was only one single digit game, two single digit games in the entire postseason, and then I'm going to go to Anthony Davis. This is what I'm talking about here.
1: I'm not I'm not sitting here picking LA to win.
0: No 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 I know no listen but, but listen listen, but listen, listen to Denver. this you're not selling me on that I'm just trying to. Sell listen you on point this is that. the second in Michael Porter I said his. Think about Jamal Murray's the second best player now look at Anthony Davis who's supposed to be one of the best players in the world. Listen to this inconsistency throughout the postseason. I'll start from the first game of the postseason against game one against Memphis. 22, 13, 31, 12, 31, 16, 30, 11, two consistent. actually got a little consistent against Golden State, but still not great numbers for Anthony Davis purposes. 25, 23, 23, 17. And then in this series, he had 40 in game one, 18 game two. Now, I'm talking to his greatness when I'm saying 23, whatever he need, he needs to be scoring 30. And even you're those are downplaying
1: so Anthony Davis. Like I heard those no, numbers. He, is not he playing had Logan a couple bad games. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say he's consistently good, but you're downplaying Anthony Davis. I don't
0: know. You're,
1: if I You're 100 percent downplaying Anthony Davis, and that's what I'm trying to argue here. Is that look? I get he's been inconsistent, but it's Anthony freaking Davis here. This kind of goes back to my point about Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker. How I picked them to come back because those are the two best players. Um, I don't think that's the case here now cuz Jokic is better than Anthony Davis and LeBron, I mean, LeBron is the second best player in the series. You
0: could make an argument right now Jokic is playing better than LeBron. And I mean, yeah,
1: that that no, that's why I said LeBron is the second best player in the series. Jokic is obviously number 1 and then maybe you throw in Anthony Davis, LeBron vice versa. Um but look, I I'm still picking Denver to win. I'm not betting against Denver now. They they've proven me wrong and I fully admit that. But I'm not going to say that it's going to be done in five games. I think I that's it. disrespect to Anthony Davis and LeBron. That's all I'm trying to say here.
0: Well, I guess we'll find out. Maybe it'll split us and it'll end in six. Maybe maybe we'll end in six and we'll both be right. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to the last piece of basketball stuff before we get into some football coverage here at the end. Um, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Victor. So the draft lottery happened earlier this week. Victor, one the Spurs get number one pick. My friends in Charlotte really thought the Hornets had a chance. They got the second pick. Victor Wamanyama. For those of you who don't know, if you've been living under a rock, is the seven foot five French um, forward. I guess you call him that. Can shoot. I don't
1: even know what, even know what he plays. He's a either. unicorn
0: that can shoot, yeah. dribble, defend, whatever. Now the high. I, I mean, I watched Spurs fans on social media cry over getting this kid. And granted. It's a, it's a great organization for him to go to. He is yeah. an unbelievable prospect. But am I the only one here? And I might be by myself here that thinks this is a little bit too much to think that this guy is going to Dude. change the trajectory of your franchise right away? Because we don't know what's going to happen with this kid. We uh, haven't seen him. Okay. We've well, only well, seen well, him We've only seen him play against French competition. We haven't really seen him play. the NBA is a different ballgame. I mean, right? I mean,
1: Luca played in the European League. Look what Luka's doing now, right? So, I mean... I do think there's a benefit of playing professional ball overseas and then college. I mean, obviously, I would take college over, over overseas. But, no, I, I think he could step in right away and and, and be re- a really good player and change their franchise eventually. But my issue is, dude, have you seen the tweets? Like, it, the, the people are comparing him to LeBron. They're, they're comparing him to Kevin Durant. It's like, let the kid go play basketball. I know what he's supposed to be. But let's not compare the kid just yet to Kevin Durant. Or
0: Well, okay, I will compare him to Kevin Durant in terms of a
1: build standpoint and a That that, that That's fine, but to say, there, there was a tweet, I forget who tweeted out, and they said he will be a bust if he's not better than Kevin Durant. And that's, that's I, I saw that, I was like, what do you expect well, this guy to be? Kevin Durant is one of the best players in the world and you're saying he's going to be I can a agree bust. to that
0: only because do I think he would actually be a bust? No, but I would agree to that based on the hype that's been around him that now that's the expectation that's set on him like
1: that he should be he will now than be a Kevin bust. Durant? He
0: will now be a bust because of how hype. Think about all the news around this. He will be a bust if he's not the Durant because of how overhyped this has been. You
1: can't be a bust if you're a guy who is one of the best basketball players in the world and has multiple championships. That's well, not not a every, bust.
0: well, not every prospect is getting this much of attention is my point. Do I personally think it would be considered a bust? if he's I don't not- care how much attention no. he's
1: getting. But Austin, I don't care how much attention he's getting. If he has multiple championships and is relatively considered one of the best basketball players to live, that's not a bust. You, you can't label that as a bust. So no, no. <sighs> That's not a buzz, but you should not be comparing him before he even steps foot on an NBA court to being better than Kevin Durant or should be better than Kevin I guess, Durant. I guess, that I, is guess, blasphemy.
0: I guess that's fair. I, it's just I I just saw I felt like it was so much an overaction, this kid that when we haven't seen play in real competition, I'm very concerned about his build. I know he's very concerned about the injury side of this because that's not a normal height, especially the way he plays. Um I'm, I've seen clips. Uh, I've done more highlights or watching um, film on him when he did play against um United States competition and in the, uh, in the international play him getting bodied by guys I've never even heard of. Um, so there is a part of me that's a little concerned, but
1: no, there I'm is. But I mean, he, he's, he's going to get, get in the weight room in the NBA. So I'm not too overly concerned. I don't concerned even know
0: anything. if he needs that because like, like Kevin Durant, he didn't need it. Um, it could hurt him. But you also could look at Giannis. But also Giannis, when Giannis got bigger, he lost his perimeter game. So that's something to consider well. Giannis
1: but, never had a perimeter game.
0: let a little bit more. A little bit more than he does now. But anyway. Yeah, but
1: you could also you could also look at it like, hey, Kevin Durant, if you were in the weight room a little bit, you did some mobility work. I mean, you probably wouldn't have been tearing your Achilles and getting hurt every freaking game. That's Kevin Durant's issue.
0: Well, i will necessarily
1: getting stronger, but
0: and we'll we'll have more women Yama talk whenever we actually get to see him. I was just curious of the initial thoughts on him, but I will say he's going to a great spot. Um, he's going to San Antonio, where they have a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best coaches ever, in Greg Popovich. Um, they are a storied franchise, They're one of the best franchises in basketball. Um, they got four championships, and if you remember, there was a other very famous Frenchman um, who was a legend in San Antonio named Tony Parker. France and the Spurs have a weird connection. A lot of international guys, especially with Monte Ginobili and Argentina and whatnot. Tony Parker wanted to go to the Spurs. The Spurs wanted him. He wanted to go to the Spurs. That's a great thing, great fit automatically to be comfortable with where you're going. You have one of the best coaches of all time. Um, I don't think there's a better landing spot for him. So I do think what we're going to see out of San Antonio is going to be the best version of him, and he wouldn't be any better anywhere else. And
1: also, I mean, look at Tim Duncan. I mean, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how tall Tim Duncan was. I don't, I don't think he he's was not seven five. five. I can I wasn't, you he wasn't he wasn't <laughs> seven five, but he, he was a tall, lengthy guy that could shoot. So, I mean, and Greg Popovich had him for a while and got and Tim Duncan was was a baller. So, I mean, he is going to a phenomenal spot with a phenomenal coach. I, uh, think I mean, he, I think he's going to be good.
0: I know our friends in Charlotte are mad, but. He is he would get ran to the ground and becomes worse if he went to that terrible franchise. I'm sorry, Jackson, when you listen to this. I'm sorry, Nikki, if you listen to this. The Hornets are would, have ruined, would have ruined him. He's in a yeah. that would have been a terrible place. He would not mm-hmm. have progressed. Imagine now you're going to San Antonio, a storied franchise with four championships and one of the best coaches. You could be going to Charlotte with Steve Clifford, who's probably going to be fired after next year, and you haven't ever won your division. So yes. <laughs> you've never even played in a conference championship game. So yes. as for as a basketball fan that's not a Charlotte fan, I am so glad he went to San Antonio, not Charlotte. Uh, it, would
1: have been, it would have just been funny, and this is really bad to say just because I don't know the guy, and I don't wish that he's going to be a bust, but it would have been funny for the Hornets to get the one of the greatest prospects of all time and him just being just (laughs) like that's just a hornet (laughs) like if this kid went anywhere else he probably would have been a i'm just glad he went to charlotte
0: I'm just glad because if he went to Charlotte, we would have had every ABC oh, ESPN primetime game would have been in Charlotte because Victor Wamanyama, LaMelo Ball, on the same team. Like that's It would be Bleacher Report, yep. House of Highlights, ESPN. You wouldn't be able to cut on your phone, your TV, without seeing something Shit, like that. dude,
1: rent's expensive there now. Imagine if that guy went there.
0: Fuck. Yep. And now the Spurs are relevant again, which is good for them. Um, all right, so now we're going to move into our NFL stuff. So as we mentioned um, at the beginning of the episode, we're doing a tier list, and for those who don't know what tier list is, it's basically um, it's different categories where we're going to put each NFL team um, based on where we think they are. So for example, some of the categories are from top to bottom: Super Bowl contenders, playoff teams, potential wild cards, uh, missing the play, missing playoff teams, below five hundred teams, and number one pick contention, which is at the bottom. Um, this is. We're going to do it each episode. We're going to go through a division. So we're not going to do all 32 today. We're going to do one division and then we're going to keep up with this list and use um, where we put teams in previous episodes to determine where we're going to put teams in the future and um, just keep this going uh, running thing um, for each episode. So we have some more we go into more NFL talk in each episode. Um, the rules are, like I said, one division. Um, and Mikey and I have to agree on where we're going to put them. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through a division today, which is going to be the AFC West. We're going to talk about each team, you know, what we liked about their off season. Um, some things we maybe potentially didn't like, um, and where we see their 2023 outlook. So this is based on the upcoming 2023 season, nothing else. And Mikey and I have to, at the end of the day, come to a compromise, agree to disagree. Someone has to give way. And I know that's going to be hard for Mikey. I'm definitely the more lenient one out of the two of us. Um, To potentially put it up and we will update this on our socials so you can see the list as we update it on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter and Facebook, by the way, didn't shout out at the beginning, go follow us on all those at that damn sports podcast, D.A.M. But yeah, that's where it's going to that's how we're going to do this. Um, So our first one. We are starting with the AFC West, I thought this was a good division to use as like a balance for the rest of the divisions. Um, that way we can look back at this list when we come back next episode and see, oh, we put the Broncos here, so we got to compare them to this team. It's a good. This would be a good division to use as comparisons. Um, so we're going to start with the AFC West, our first team, and I'm going in order. We're going to start with the Denver Broncos. OK, um, I'll I'll start with you, Mikey. Um, after now, you look at the draft we're post draft, we're post, you know, the big free agency. I know there's still some free agents on the market, but for the most part, we're past the big free agents. Um kind of already know what the potential roster is going to look like after what you've seen from them, considering last season, anything they've done this off season, where, what do you like about the Broncos and where do you see them heading?
1: I think the biggest acquisition, and I think it's, it's the most obvious one is obviously Sean Payton, right? I mean, you get Sean Payton there, an offensive guru who was able to take Drew Brees and, and, and that Saints team to, to the playoffs consistently, great offensive minded head coaches, I think is going to prove that he's still got it, and I think he's going to turn Russell Wilson around. I think this is a really sneaky, good team. I mean, you look at the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you got Bradley. You don't have Bradley Chubb there. I almost said you still got Bradley Chubb, but you don't. You got Randy, <laughs> you got Randy Gregory. You got Patrick Sertain. You got some playmakers on that defense. They're not as low as they used to be. You still got playmakers on that defense. And on the offensive side of the ball, if you can get Javante Williams back, I mean, that's that's the that's top back right there in the league. He's a playmaker. You still got Cortland Sutton. You still got Jerry Judy. You obviously got Russell Wilson there you got some playmakers. The issue is the AFC is stacked. We all know this. There's the AFC is absolutely stacked. I mean, from top to bottom, I mean, you could throw out some of the AFC teams that will probably miss the playoffs that are better than most of the NFC teams. Right? So I want to sit here and throw the Denver Broncos into a potential wild card spot. I really do. But I do think ultimately their first year with Sean Payton. I do think they missed the playoffs. Um, and that's hard because I was really gonna put him in the potential potential wild card spot. But with that division, playing the Chargers twice, playing the Chiefs twice, and not high on the Raiders, but I, I think the Raiders can split with Denver. If I'm gonna be completely honest here, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is a solid quarterback, they got some offensive weapons there too. I think they missed the playoffs. I think they should I think Russell Wilson has a good year. They might start off hot, they might start off a little not, and they might pick up steam at the end of the season. I think ultimately against that division against Mahomes and Herbert, I think they do miss the playoffs, but not by a wide margin. They're they're in that realm of potential wild card and missing the playoffs, but if I had to put my money where my mouth is, I would put the Denver Broncos into missing the playoffs tier.
0: So, I agree with the acquisition part. Sean Payton's huge. I also would love I, I I think people are a little too quick to snap on Russell Wilson. This is still Russell Wilson, yeah. and now you're giving him Sean Payton. I think we could see a real revitalized um, Russell Wilson. I think in terms of where we're going to put him, it's going to come down to who you like. We know who's winning the division. Let's not be naive here, okay? Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. It's, no, shut up. Shut it's up. tricky here. Tricky, <laughs> tricky. I don't know. We're going to have to debate that a little bit later, but uh, go ahead. No, don't do that, Mikey. Come on. Anyway. It really depends on who you're going to pick between the Chargers and the Broncos, and I would agree. I I like the Chargers over the Broncos because I don't think we're going to see three teams from that division. I think the only division in the AFC we could potentially see three would be the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills. Um, I don't see the Broncos being better than any of those three teams or the Chargers So I do think they missed the playoffs, but it's one of those weird scenarios where if you put the Broncos in the NFC, I think they're a lot. Um, I do expect to see huge upgrades. Um, I I am worried about Devontae Williams with the ACL thing coming back from that. Um, The receiving core is good. I wouldn't say it's great. Um, but they do have Sean Payton, so we're going to see how they go. So I would honestly agree with you. And I, originally I was going to say wild card spot as well, but the more I thought about that, something we got to consider is divisions and scheduling. Because remember, they're scheduled to play the AFC East as well, so I got to play the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets. You know, in a first year with with Sean Payton, I, I don't think that they're going to wipe the table or run the table. Um, so I would put the Broncos in missing playoff teams, but I do think that is a sneaky one. I think they're better than what. Since some of the other teams we're going to put in that category, I
1: think they'll. I think they'll, they'll finish the season probably around nine and eight. I think they're above a five hundred team, but I don't think nine and eight. I mean, we see nine. No. We see the Mayan Dolphins sneak in at a nine and eight. I don't think nine eight going to be good enough now to no. make the playoffs, and that's and that's why I'm throwing them out there. But I mean, you put them in the AFC South. I mean, they can make a run for the for being the first team up there. I mean, oh, they could be.
0: Me. I can. I, 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 I don't think they're far off from Jacksonville. I No, that's hard.
1: that's what I'm saying. I'd still probably take the Jags because I like Doug Peterson. I like Trevor Lawrence better. But they would get the Jags one for the money. So they're not a bad team. They're not a below 500 team in my eyes. And if they are, it's because they're playing, obviously, Herbert and Mahomes twice a year. So uh, so we do agree here. So it, it's missed the playoffs, but not by a wide margin. And we, I don't think me and you would be shocked if they sneak in there. I don't think we'd be like, oh, my God, where did these guys come from? But – We'd be a little surprised. We would need it team that means that means one team that we were probably high on didn't do anything.
0: Right? We would need a slip up from maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't work out as well in New York as we expect, or something. Three,
1: a quarter a quarterback goes down, right? right, right.
0: And so, uh, Tua Tua can't stay healthy, something like yeah. That.
1: So some something along the lines of that. That's why I really wanted to be like potential wild card. But you know, yeah. I do. I I think that if everything goes smoothly, I don't think they're making the playoffs.
0: Okay, so we'll go to our next one. Um, and that would be the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we'll we'll talk a little bit about them because I think we know where they're going. Um, I'll I'll start. I mean, it, it, honestly, in terms of their offseason, it's it, other than improving to the defense. To me, it doesn't really much matter <laughs> because no matter who you give Mahomes on that side of the ball, they're going to be in every game. They're going to have a chance. Um, I I'm I'm going to keep mine fairly short <laughs> because uh, what's the point? Waste of time. I I think you'd be an idiot to not put the Chiefs at Super Bowl contender. Um, that's that's the highest one, and with just Mahomes alone, I would say I'd, I'd put him at Super Bowl contenders. I'm
1: curious, to see what you say. Yeah, it, no, uh, I was I was thinking of something. I was thinking of a different tier list when I when I was talking about the, when I was talking about the Chiefs, and I guess I'll say it right now because it it didn't make sense. I was going to say I don't. I would take the Chargers in that division. But that's a different that's a different topic for a different oh my uh, discussion God. later. Oh my, yeah, very different. Uh, um, but yeah, no Chiefs are a super Bowl, Super Bowl contender. They'll they'll make the playoffs, I think. Um, it, it, like you said, it doesn't matter who they surround them with. They're going to add pieces in free agency later on, like in August and and, and preseason. They're going to make an acquisition somewhere along the lines, maybe a wide receiver, probably at running back. If I had to guess, because they didn't even draft a running back. I mean, I know they have Jared McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, but You're probably going to need another back there because those guys tend to get hurt a little bit. They need to buff up that defensive line. Frank Clark, he might resign with them. I'm not entirely sure. They need an edge rusher. They need a couple pieces. But again, when you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes
0: and Travis Kelsey
1: and Travis Kelsey, every single year you have to put them in Super Bowl contention because those guys are the best at their positions. And Andy Reid is the top coach in the NFL. So when you have the top coach in the NFL, the top quarterback in the NFL, and the top 10 in in the NFL, you're always going to be a Super Bowl contender no matter what is going around you. So and they and they have they have decent pieces. I'm not gonna sit here and say they're phenomenal or they're even good. They're decent. Sky Moore could be decent. Kadarius Tony could be good. He's gotta stay healthy. And then Rashid Rice, they they got they got they got him out of, I forget which college he was out of. I think it was SMU. He was. He's a decent receiver. He's going to be a rookie. We'll see what he can do. And you know, you got Trent McDuffie at, at the cornerback hey, position. So
0: another one that I think is very underrated acquisition that I think could be a real key piece with a guy like Patrick Mahomes at least. Richie James.
1: Richie James, I don't think is is going to make the roster. If I'm going to be completely honest, I don't think you Richie see that James on TikTok.
0: Did you see that on TikTok? Because I saw that somewhere on TikTok too. Or something.
1: Richie James is going to get cut.
0: Yeah. No.
1: Oh. I, I, I say Richie James is probably going to get cut because I'm per, I'm assuming they're going to add a couple more pieces on that offensive side, and they did lose Orlando Brown, which is huge because we've seen what was what happened to Patrick Holmes in the playoffs where he got hurt and he had to run around. So they are some world contenders, but they they do have to add some pieces. But I think that was probably that's probably our easiest one mm-hmm. out of all of them right here.
0: So we'll go on to the next one, um, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Raiders. I'll give mine, I'll give mine first. Um, you know it's hard because I I did see flashes, um, and they do have some really good players. I, a guy on their defense, I think, is very underrated. Is Max Crosby? I think he is a very good rusher okay. uh, um, that I think is gets under or underlooked. Um, you have Josh Jacobs on a breakout year. You have. People can argue the best receiver in football in Devontae Adams. Um, but and, and now you get Jimmy G, which obviously was the biggest upgrade. But I look at that division. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, not an upgrade.
0: Okay, fair enough. About the same. Fair. That's fair. I forgot, I honestly forgot Derek Carr played there last year. Um <laughs> but um,
1: kind of the same player. I wouldn't say upgrade. You kind of just switched off.
0: But you look but. in the AFC West, you're not better than any of the three teams. You look who you're gonna to have to play against, you're gonna to have to play against the Dolphins. Bills and Jets. And then, I mean, hell, I'll throw the Patriots out there because that's always someone worth noting. You have a tough schedule. I, my personal thing when I look at this is below 500, if I'm being honest. Most do I think they're necessarily a below 500 team? No, but with that roster against the teams they're going to have to play in the AFC and that division being paired up with the AFC East this year, it's below 500 for me.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would agree for the sole fact. If you could sit here and tell me that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play all 17 games, I would really be tempted to put him at 500 because they do have a decent roster around him. Like, yeah, I mean, you threw out all those pieces, but you didn't lose Darren Waller. It looks like you're losing Hunter Renfro too. So, I mean, you still got Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers there, and you got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. But other than those key pieces, and Josh Jacobs, obviously. So your offensive side of the ball is not bad. But I don't think Jacoby Myers and, is a game well,
0: and changer. And one thing I didn't mention as well, especially when you're going in a division with Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert, and you're playing against Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers. The weakest part of that team is their secondary.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I was about to get into it. Their secondary has not improved, and they did not improve that in the draft either. Their offensive line needs to improve. And now you got Jimmy Garoppolo who gets hurt. I don't think they're far off from being a good team. They need to add a couple more pieces and figure out the quarterback position. And it's also going to come down to Matt McDaniels. Is he actually a good offense coordinator or was it more Brady? Was it more Belichick? Whatever. Um, I think they're far off. Not that far off, but I would not say they're gonna be five hundred. They're teetering on five hundred. I think they're they're right there. I think we'll be I think it will be close to the, the Yeah, during the later end of the season. I think they're probably going to start off slow and be like, oh, man, the Raiders are bad. But they do that every year. They always start off slow, and then they slowly creep up and get towards 500. I don't see it changing here. I don't see them getting to 500. So I would agree with you. Put them below 500. Um, and again, if you could promise me that, if you could sit here and tell me that Jimmy is going to play all 17 games, maybe I would lean towards above 500 and just miss the playoffs. But he's not going to play all 17 games, so I'm going below 500 here.
0: And then our last one, and this one's going to be huge for the future. I know this one um, is the Los Angeles Chargers. It's going to be huge. This wherever we put this one is very important because it's going to determine where to put a lot of other teams. Um, so we got to make sure we we make the right decision here. Um, the Chargers um, getting Quentin Johnson, I think, a huge thing. I I was a little his build reminded me a lot, and his skill set reminded me a lot of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yeah. I really yeah. wanted him to reach for more of a. A slot guy, a slot guy. I think that they're not really doing Herbert too much justice. He's a great talent, but I just don't. I think they already have that style of receiver.
1: I think I think a slot receiver would have fit their system better. Um, But I understand the reasoning them going that way because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are injury prone, and if they can get a guy who is not at that caliber, those two are, it made sense. I mean, talent-wise, I agree with you. I think a slot would have been a better scheme fit.
0: I think if they were able to get Jordan Addison. That would have been a huge fit for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a guy like Eckler, who I don't really I'm know. not high on Eckler. I'm really, gonna sit I don't, here
1: and be completely honest. I am not high on Eckler. I don't they know what to think about, about him another
0: right now. running back. I don't know what to think about him right now. I think a huge one which would make me very happy for fantasy purposes is getting but yeah. um and then on the defense side of the ball, you got a good defense. Um and and the, Jesse a Jackson there. back
1: too, who missed all season. That's right, a good corner right got there. Durland, you got Derwin James.
0: Derwin James. Um, it's a good team. It really is. And it's. It, I think it's going to be the same thing we say about the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Chargers, the Broncos. It's just going to. We really don't know because of how difficult their schedule is going to be. Um, yeah. but I will say I do think, and you you say they might win the division, whatever. I do think no matter what, they are a playoff team. Um, I'm not even going to put them in potential wild card. I think they are a playoff team. Um, I well, don't.
1: Well, here's here's here. I was kind of thinking about this, not to cut you off. Well, just just to clear the air. When we say a playoff team, it means they can be a wild card team, but we think they're a 100% lock to at least make the playoffs. So, okay. a potential wild card team that means they could sneak in because when we look at the Chiefs, when we look at the Chiefs and Chargers, both of them are making the playoffs. I think me and you would both agree those teams are making the playoffs, but well, one okay. of them is going to have, have to a, be a wild card.
0: I have a way to do this. I have a way to do this. Let's look at the division winners. Okay. Let's let's say what I know you can make the argument for the Chiefs, but I mean, for sake, let's just put the Chiefs. So Chiefs. that means the Chargers have to be So we'll evolved. say we'll say Chiefs. We'll say I don't even know in the AFC East, but we'll just say Bills because I don't want it to seem like Dolphins, whatever. We'll say Bills, um Jaguars Bengals. and then Bengals. So then you have three spots. I, I mean I, and I know this sounds crazy, but I'm I'm so serious when I say this. I, I think the Dolphins are a lock. I do think the Chargers are a lock, and it just depends on who you think is gonna get that last spot. I'd say the Jets. So I think the best way to do it is going to be put the Chargers in playoff teams. As you know, when we say playoff teams, it's a team that could potentially win the division, but we think are wild card locks. Um, and then you have potential wild cards, which are a team that I could see them sneaking in at like the six or seven spot, or I can also see them right on the outside, like eight or nine, looking in. I think that's the best way to put them. A team that you could see teetering yeah. either way to wild card. Yeah. I think we have teams are lock wild cards. Like I'm just going to keep blunt with you. I mean, because we don't like uh, for the Chargers. Like you said, they could win the, the the division, but I think the favorite is the Chiefs. The Dolphins. I'll use my team. I think the Dolphins could win the AFC East, but I'm not going to sit there and say it's a lock to win the AFC East. So, so you this see what is I'm this
1: is where we're going to disagree here because and, and and let me let me throw my point for you. I think the Chargers. And before I get into to my pick, I'm going to go down this list here just kind of persuade you. Not going to not going to include the Chiefs. Chargers are better than the Ravens, right? Yeah, Chargers are better than the Bills. You have not been high in the Bills.
0: I'm not high on the Bills to be honest with you. Now,
1: I think we can agree Chargers are better than Bills. I think they. I think it's tough. Out.
0: I'm not. I'm not even looking at Allen here. I'm looking at like, but also That's, I'm. I'm not even looking at Herbert. Also, I look at Allen's roster. It's not much better. So yeah. yeah,
1: I think the Chargers get the better defense side of the ball, and I think they got better playmakers, even though those guys can't stay healthy. But if they're healthy, they got better playmakers. I think they're better than the Bills. The Jets are tricky. I I don't I don't want to throw the Jets right now because I just don't know what to. Expect I still think the Rogers. Chargers. I still so, think the Chargers are better. So than I the still Jets. think the Chargers are better than the Jets. Um, you got the Bengals. You want to put the Bengals in front of the Chargers? Whatever. I'm not going to argue there with you, right? But looking at all that, I think the Chargers are the third best team in the AFC. I think they're also better than the Jags. I think the Jags are getting there, but well, if well defense, you you
0: okay? Hold on, hold on. Their hold
1: defense on. is not there yet, so. If we're going to sit here and say the Chargers are the third best team in the AFC and okay, they could potentially beat the Bengals because they're not that far off. And let's let's face it, the Chargers could have beat the Chiefs last year as well. They had injuries. Justin Herbert also had fractured ribs. I don't think it's crazy to sit here and say, and the acquisition of Kevin Moore as their OC uh. is going to be pivotal. Okay. Or a Super Bowl contender.
0: Two things. One, I'm not necessarily okay, so I'm not necessarily opposed because if I'm being honest with you, I look at the Dolphins in the same sense. I almost I honestly think Dolphins Chargers are very similar. But my two th- my two points. It's so hard for me to put Super Bowl contenders to a team that just lost in the playoffs the way they did. That's what makes it tough. Now I get the acquisitions, I get that, so that's why I'm more open to it. That's why I'm more open to it now. If you'd told me this two months ago, I probably wouldn't have been on the same page as you. I'm a little more open to it now because I do think Kellen Moore is a great acquisition. Um I do worry. Like I said, the Eckler thing kind of concerns me, um, but I see where you're coming from, but you mentioned Slater's back. And I'm say saying if we're, if we're going to say that, you, because I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not high on the jets and this is personal opinion. People can, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not as high on the jets as everyone else. I think Rogers is getting more weapons, but still I, this, until I see the jets do it, I'm not going to sit here and act like that division's won and that they're exponentially better than the bills or the dolphins. The bills haven't done anything to impress me. I, if you're, if you're saying, and, and I wasn't going to do this, but I looked at the cheat, the Chargers the same way I looked at Miami, and that's where I'm comparing them. Dude, I don't, don't, the Chargers, don't
1: start this with, do not start this with me. No, 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 no. Don't, I will. Don't, don't, I'm telling you not to do it. Hold on. Because what you're going to say on. is,
0: go ahead. Hold on. I, all I am saying in this, Chargers are not far off from Miami. If, and I, you can make an argument that Miami has better pieces minus two of, look at minus the quarterback position, Miami has a better roster.
1: That's so, all that that's all that needs to be said, though. That's literally all that needs to be does said. It though, that, because that's it, it. That's it. That's all that needs to be said. Does the it, quarterback no. position. Okay. Justin Herbert is a – and when I say miles better, miles better than Tua turn the ball over. He is. Tua is not going to be able to get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. But, but he can't. No, he can't. can't.
0: Mikey, yes, he can. No, we, and it's not, oh and it's my, not because God. it's not because of two his talent. It's look at what the the, the pieces
1: no. around him. No, no. Like, he, and, he, and the Dolphins' I don't care what have, he has around him, he's not getting into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow in cold weather games. He's not doing it. He, he got into a shootout with
0: it. Josh Allen in the cold against the Bills this year.
1: Dude, he's, he's not doing it with Patrick. Got into a literal shootout. You got to it. You got to a shootout with a broken Josh Allen with an elbow. And a shit defense that had nobody there. And he had. See, n- now we're and, and, and hold on, and hold on, and hold on, and hold on. To even get to your point, is they had no offensive playmakers, and you still got to a shootout and still lost.
0: What do you mean, had offensive playmakers? They had no offensive playmakers.
1: We, all they okay. have is Stefan Diggs. How are you going to sit here and tell me that the Bills have offensive playmakers? And they have Josh Allen? Oh, and then all I have is Stephon and, Diggs. And
0: that goes to my point. And they have Josh Allen. So what I'm saying is when I'm talking about Herbert and Tua, yes, there's a there's a gap there, but I look at the weapons around, that's enough. I'm not saying Tua's is going to outdo Herbert because of Tua's natural talent or that he's going to outdo these people because of his natural talent. You're you not understand I'm just you're not
1: understanding what I'm saying. And then I also is the, re- is the reason you got into a shootout is because you had so you had so much better offensive playmakers than the Bills. You were able to you go try to do that in Cincinnati with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and try to get to a shootout, you're, it ain't happening. It could you happen. try to do that with the Chargers, Quentin Johnson, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, granted to throw half ha- healthy, it ain't happening. And okay. then Patrick Mahomes, okay, okay, I think bigger, we can bigger, all agree, is all, a different breed, and it doesn't matter who he has. Okay,
0: Mahomes, I'm, I'm happy. Okay, and and my biggest argument with the Dolphins that I've been trying to explain to you and people all over the place is not even on the shootout side of the ball. We're going to have arguably the second best defense in football, maybe third if you look at the 49ers and Eagles.
1: We're gonna have the best I, I don't nature. care. I don't care about defense.
0: So, dude, I'm just so. saying you can't sit there and 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 I, I'm, I'm not put, sitting and here and saying the play. Dolphins aren't a playoff team. I'm not saying that they're not
1: a Super Bowl contender with right. Joe Burrow, with Justin Herbert, and with Patrick Mahomes. And uh, frankly, we're not even throwing we're not even throwing in Josh Allen. So they're not I, a super bowl, con- they're not a super bowl contender with those with those four quarterbacks in that division. It's never going to happen with two. I'm sorry. It's just not dude,
0: I, I I'm sorry. I, I yet again you put you put the
1: dolphins in the NFC 100% super bowl. I, I just one thousand percent I
0: don't agree because I look but, that's not, but that's not a knock to
1: the dolphins or even to Tua. It's I, that's
0: fine. No, that, it's and like I do tested what, it to it. those four guys. I see what you're saying, but okay, I I, I can't even I don't even want to talk my homes have proof. I can't sit there and listen to what you just said about Tua and the Dolphins. We haven't even that's talked right. about Trevor and that, either. And that, yeah, that's fine. And I, and in my honest thing, when I was going to talk about Miami, which that's why I compared the Chiefs Chargers because I wanted to go ahead and get the Chargers out of the way because of this. That's why I was going to put Miami in the playoff teams. I look at the Chargers and I look at what your the point you made about Tua. I haven't seen it from Herbert. My last view of him was what I saw in the playoffs. Allen hasn't proven me anything either. He almost lost to Skylar Thompson in the first in the first round of the playoffs. With, so okay. what I'm saying is, Josh, Josh, probably, Josh Allen's been
1: to an AFC Championship. But the, 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 uh, right. the Josh Allen slander here. I mean, we're, we're talking about Josh Allen in such a light now that just like he's not good. No, he
0: is. I Josh I was, Allen is the third I best. I never said he wasn't. I never said he wasn't good. Okay, but we,
1: it, it, it's it's starting to sound like hey, like uh, I'm not
0: I'm not hounding the Bills because I don't think the Bills have done him justice. To be fair, I don't, don't think. Know, the bills but have, to say well, Josh him Allen him.
1: hasn't, Josh Allen hasn't done anything.
0: Yes, he has. He has been to
1: an AFC Championship game, and they could have won it. Oh no, they okay then they and they should have beat the Chiefs to go to the AFC Championship last year or two years ago. And guess what? Freaking Mahomes drove down the field with 13 seconds. Okay, so if you want to no. okay,
0: if you want to if, if you want to put an AFC loss as, as a reason to put them in at Super Bowl contenders, is one thing. But I why would I put the Chargers there? And and Mikey, and I and I get the quarterback thing. I have been very honest about how important that is, and I understand, but at some point you also got to look at a full roster as well. And the and What do they played. not have? Who? The Chargers.
1: What do they not have now besides a running game? If those two wide are can stay healthy, not what do they not have?
0: Not a great offensive line. Um, a good defense. Okay,
1: whoa, timeout. That, that's where, where I draw the line. They have a phenomenal offensive line. They didn't have a great offensive line this year because Rashawn Slater tore his bicep and they're starting <laughs> of. and, and, and timeout. And they're starting star center. Their Pro Bowl center was also out for the year. So they were missing two key pieces to the line. So they do have a good offensive line. They they are one hundred percent do. Okay,
0: if I'm just basing on what I uh, what I saw the year before, they need tight end. Make that's fine. Make you you can say their offensive line's great. I'm just saying what I've said saw before, and then I also look at what I saw with the loss of the Jaguars. And you I hold that said, loss to the Jaguars over? Say, like, that's, I, that's an that's, important that's what, piece. Bothers, I didn't just blame it on Herbert me. either. I didn't just blame it on Herbert. I looked at the because this isn't a quarterback thing. This is a team thing. I look at it. I'm not blaming this on Herbert. I think this. Charles, if they yeah. would
1: have won that game, you would be put in the. The, the Chargers and Super Bowl contenders. If they would have won that game, especially if they would have won the game in the fashion that they should have won that game, you'd be like, oh dude, the Chargers Super Bowl contenders.
0: I don't know if I would have. And I and I wasn't going to put and I'm not, I don't know if I would have, because I'm not putting I'm not trying to just throw anybody in Super Bowl contenders. In my honest opinion, there's probably four that I would I would put in there. Two in the AFC, two in the NFC. I,
1: I, I think there's there's always three teams can't, that come I, I out. Can't. I think there's always three teams that come out of the AFC and the NFC that NFC, they're like, oh, man, I can see this team going. There's always your two top dogs, always. And there's always that one sneaky team that can make a push. Chargers will be the sneaky team to make the push as Super Bowl contenders. But if for sake of the Army, we got to throw them in the playoffs, and it, i got to prove you wrong, and we'll come back to this episode and be like, damn, should have put them in Super Bowl, or am I coming back to bite me in the ass?
0: I just think it's fair so, to put playoff teams from a team we haven't seen make it out the first round. I think that's fair. I think that is very fair.
1: I mean, we we're gonna put the Chargers, uh, Let's just let's just say for argument's sake, obviously the Bengals. So you're only gonna have two teams that are Super Bowl contenders. Man,
0: that's a tough thing too. I,
1: I see. I don't think. I don't think. The, that's I, honestly, the
0: the main reason I put the Bengals over in Super Bowl contenders is is more the fact of their schedule. Over, over who? Over the Chargers, is because of their schedule. Because they're not having to play the AFC East. They're also their division's not as tough as the AFC West.
1: I also think we're we're getting missed because I think you got your mindset on there can only be two Super Bowl contenders. no
0: no no I don't have my mindset. I don't have my mindset. I just I, I look at the Chargers and I look at what I just recently saw. I've only i with Herbert, I've only seen one playoff game and they lost and they blew it, which I you say what you want, but you always say I wouldn't want to put it on Herbert, but you always say quarterbacks. So that's why I'm doing it. And then I look at other teams and I just use Miami, but I can look at other teams. I can look at I could potentially look at the Jets if I'm wrong about Rogers. That's a team. I don't know if I want to put them in contenders though, just because I think they're gonna be a good team. Like, I'll, I'll throw only, my at the, out the only, window. I, the, I just... only
1: reason, the only reason I'm not putting the Jets there is because it's 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 the first year. I know he's had Nathaniel Hackett as a OC, but it's his first year with Roberts, Robert Silas. So I'm not gonna put him there as a Super Bowl contender his first year because that'd be crazy. But I think if they show, I mean, next year they could easily could be. But my my point, and I understand anyone to say, well, if you're putting the Chargers, you gotta put the Dolphins because we got the better team. Whatever. But I didn't let's want to put it. Miami
0: there. I did not want to put Miami there. Let
1: Let's face it. I just I went down the list. Chargers are better than the Jags and the whole AFC South. The Chargers are better than the whole AFC North besides the Bengals. They obviously got the Chiefs there. So who do we got left? The AFC East. Your only argument here is either putting is either putting the Bills above the Chargers or the Dolphins above the ch- Chargers. I. I wouldn't put the Bills for the sole fact that I don't think their team is nearly as complete Whoa. as the Chargers or the Dolphins, and then I'm putting the Chargers over the Dolphins because of the offensive coordinator. I think is better than Kellen Moore. I'm really high on him and Justin Herbert.
0: Wait, wait, wait. you think Kellen Moore is that was better than Mike McDaniel? Do you really Mike think McDaniel's that? our
1: head coach? Kellen Moore's. He, I'm talking about he calls, OC. Our, he, calls our, he calls our plays. I'm, I'm still talking just strictly OC.
0: Like I'm just saying, I I, I think coordinator wise, we got him beating both sides of the ball. Not.
1: OC wise, no. Kellen Moore is Mike McDaniel's.
0: Mike McDaniel's are OC. You still
1: have an OC. I'm strictly talking for argument's sake. Just strictly OC. But Mike, I know you're going
0: to say we have the better head coach. I know you're going to say
1: that. (laughs) Stanley, Stanley's an idiot. So
0: my thing is too. I didn't want to put Miami there. I didn't want to put the Chargers there. Not because and or the Bills. So
1: so then who are you going to put there? You can't just have two teams coming out of the AFC. I don't don't know.
0: That's well, you can with the AFC because AFC is so tight. The argument we've been making. About. No, that
1: that goes yeah. against your argument. It's, it's, it, that it's so tight, you can have. There's going to be multiple Super Bowl contenders because that's how good these teams are. Okay, it's, it's like it's okay. like the NFC. It's like and the it's and, it's,
0: and that that's why I want to do the Chargers now because I knew this was going to happen. But whenever we put them, we have to use them as reference for the rest of them. That's all I'm saying. Yes. So and I and win. I already have. And I already got my. I
1: already got my my shit set. We're I'm putting that.
0: I was going to put less less teams in the contenders because of this. You want to put more? I'm willing to do that, but you have to be open to listening to other ideas about other teams being in there as well. NFC, AFC, both.
1: That's fine. See, if you want to make the argument that there's only two teams coming out of the NFC, you could totally make that argument because it's a weaker division. No one's beating the Eagles or no one's beating the 49ers. No way, right? You can maybe, make that. Maybe you the, can maybe make Maybe the Lions. Okay, see, but that's the thing but you can make that argument with the with the afc it's like holy shit i mean i wouldn't even be shocked if trevor lawrence makes it to the afc championship game like these are these are things that aren't going to shock me so i can't say oh you're just a playoff team and you lost and you're out and you got the super, two super bowl contenders and that's it no there's so okay. many there's so many teams that, okay that's you know fair I
0: mean? that's fair we'll put i was gonna Stick to more in the playoffs than the contenders. We can put more in the contenders, but I'm just saying if we're putting the Chargers... we can, we
1: can always move around. Because these aren't set in stone either. Like if we come back to this back, oh, shit, someone made an accusation, or they got another playmaker, or someone went down, we're going to bump them out of the Super Bowl contention. We'll put them down in the playoffs before the season starts. Nothing's set in stone, but as of right now, I'm taking the Chargers over almost every single team besides the Bengals and Chiefs in the AFC.
0: And I, that's where we differ. But I'm saying if I'm going to put them in contenders, and that's the top one, I would, I'm would. i going to make the argument for the Bills. I'm going to make the argument for the Dolphins. I'm going to make those arguments for the Jaguars. I'm going to make those arguments. So I'm just saying we put them there. There's fair arguments to be made for all the teams. That all just right, made. and
1: we're going to have to debate. And, hey, maybe you make a good point, and we take the Chargers out when we throw the Bills up there. Right, we can do. Well, we keep them
0: both up there. I'm not opposed to keeping them both up there. I'm not saying we got to take the Chargers out. I'm just saying we got to be willing to put more in there as well.
1: I mean, shit, we might be looking here at the AFC, and we might just throw everyone in the playoffs, <laughs> in the Super Bowl contenders.
0: Because shit, we just don't fucking know at this point. I mean, anymore. yeah, because we don't know with Rodgers. I mean, right? I mean, so, I mean, I'm like, gonna, see, we don't know
1: this is this is the issue. If, if we start with NFC, this would have been really boring because I really, I really, truly think there's like two, three teams that maybe like Philadelphia, even with the 49ers. I mean. We don't even know who the freaking quarterback is. Well, the
0: thing is, too, if Rodgers plays well, I'm being so serious when I say this, too. I, I, I'm trying. If, if Rodgers plays what Rodgers does, I mean, they make they a point. I, I love the Miami Heat just as much as the Miami Dolphins, and I was very unbiased today. So when I'm saying this about the Dolphins, I mean this. I'm not just saying this because of the fan. I genuinely mean what I'm saying. I think the Dolphins, the Bills, and if, if Rodgers plays the way he should, I think all three of those teams in the AFC East are better than the Jaguars. Genuinely.
1: I'm so high on the Jags, but I would have to probably agree just because that defense is 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 not good. I think their offense is up to par with all those teams. I I really do. I mean, you're looking at Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, um, Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones. Christian Kirk is a great number two. Zay Jones, phenomenal number three. Evan Ingram, we saw what he could do, and now Calvin Ridley, right? And then you got Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence. That offense is up to par with all those other offenses, but their defense is
0: what's lacking, so that's why I would put those teams above them. Um Cause I, Yeah, because the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills all have better defenses. Yeah, exactly.
1: That, that's that's why I would throw them over the Jacks, so I'm not
0: going to argue on that one.
1: That's just was, an example,
0: but I'm, I just want you to know, because I think there was a point where you started to think I was trying to be biased, and I'm genuinely not. I love the Heat. If you see me, I almost cried the other night when we won game one. I am so—I love the Heat just as much, if sometimes, if not more, than the Dolphins, and I was very unbiased about my opinion today. I say this about the Dolphins, this is the highest I've ever been, so I want to say this for future reference. When we get to this argument, I genuinely believe what I am saying. This has nothing to do with fanhood. I mean it. I have seen these acquisitions. I have seen what we've done, so I want to make that clear now for the future because it's going to happen. This is out of a place of pure honesty.
1: Yeah, and then we're going to come back to this one to a— is zero and two, and has thrown five picks. and You are going to say, "Dude, he's fucking <laughs> shit. He sucks. Get well, him out I mean, of
0: town." I'd be an idiot if I didn't say an upgrade would be nice, but I got to deal with what we got, and we've done a great right. job of giving him every possible piece he could need. I mean, right. we. All do right. So
1: just just to recap, we got the Chiefs and we got the Chargers, Super Bowl contenders. We got the Raiders and the no uh, Raiders. We got are the below- Raiders below five hundred, and we got the Broncos to miss the playoffs. I yes. think those. Honestly, I think that's we're sitting pretty here. I think when it comes down to the AFC East, that is when we are going to get in a huge debate. I don't think there's going to be much a debate in the AFC North and the AFC South. The only thing I can see.
0: Uh, not even east is going to be awful i'm not I mean, that, might, that might be a full episode
1: when we when we do it yeah i was about to say when we do AFCs, we might have to do a full episode <laughs> that that is going to be a tricky one the rest should be smooth sailing for the most part there might be we'll something see. that we might there's some to teams in the about.
0: nfc i'm higher on than i think most people are there's some other teams in the afc you know i can't wait to get the Steelers now i'm just gonna be a spite, oh, man i'm gonna be a spiteful asshole now uh, I can tell
1: you where we're going to put the stewards, man.
0: No, no, no. We'll save it. We'll save it.
1: I'll ruin it right now. We're winning the whole damn ship. We're all going right. all the way.
0: <laughs> we're throwing we're throw the stewards, Super
1: Bowl contenders. Book it now. All
0: right. Well, that'll conclude this episode. I'm sorry. This is a longer episode than we expect. This one's going to be about an hour 20, to be honest with you guys. But – um more content we haven't dropped in a little bit yeah. a week so you got more stuff um but be looking out for you know we're gonna probably get out be honest with you we're gonna get back for a new one um at the end of the conference finals more than likely so we can cover the nba finals and then we'll do our next division um it's gonna be the nfc west i'm just gonna try to keep it flip it from afc to nfc i'm sorry to cover the nfc west next episode um that's and, a good one and um yeah so be on the lookout for that remember all of our previous episodes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all your streaming platforms at That Damn Sports Podcast D A M. Um, you can go keep up with the tier list, keep up with our posts, our little snippets on social media at Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter at That Damn Sports Podcast DAM. Um, as always, thanks for listening to this episode of That Damn Sports Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.